excruciating. It's a word that has come up multiple times this evening. Excrucio. Out of the cross. We have a word in the English language that literally depicts what was being experienced on that cross. A word that sometimes we so lightly throw around. I'm in excruciating pain. And we use it so lightly. The cross, the most vile form of torture, punishment, and death, all mixed into one. A slow, painful, agonizing, lonely death. One in which you were either tied or nailed to the cross and hung there, naked before everyone. Facing the elements and whatever else came your way. There Jesus hung, already being beaten close to death, a crown of thorns pushed and embedded into his skull. And there he hung. Scholars have looked at what dying on the cross would, would mean, and you would either die by the elements or because you couldn't breathe. Because the pain was so immense that you would hang there. And to take each and every breath, you had to pull on the nails in your wrists and push up against the nails in your feet just to breathe, to give yourself one more gasp of air. To sustain the punishment for a few moments longer. Rome knew what they were doing when they developed this torture because not only were you fighting within yourself to end the pain, but you were also fighting for survival. Your two basic instincts in the human body clashing against each other, facing each other. And in all of this, Jesus is on this cross, streets with blood, sweat, and tears in excruciating pain. And it is in this moment that he doesn't just come under physical attack, but comes under a spiritual attack as well. For in this moment, he starts to realize what being alone truly means. Because for probably the first time in his life, his, in his entire existence, Jesus can no longer feel the presence of his Father. He no longer feels like he has a connection to God. The one that he has always been so close to, has always been a part of. There's a separation there. The connection is gone. And in its place, the weight of every one of our sins. Both the ones that we have committed up to this point and the ones that we have yet to commit. 
the sins of those who have already died and those who have yet to be born, all the sins thrown upon him in this moment, the barrier getting bigger and bigger, the gap growing wider and wider, the pain, the excruciating pain. And for the first time, he thinks of himself. Because up to this point, he has thought of every single other person around him. The thief on the cross, the people who put him there, and his mother. And now he turns inward. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? How many of us have cried out this same plea? How many of us, while we gasp for breath in this world, cry for a connection with God that we no longer feel? We cry out for some sort of love, for some sort of grace. And there's no reason to be hard on ourselves in those moments, for even Jesus felt that. But it is because Jesus felt that in that very moment that we can know, we can be assured, and that we can never forget that God is always there with us. Through whatever pain we may be going through, through whatever spiritual attack we may be finding ourselves, even when we feel like we do not deserve it, when our sins may be too great, we need to stop and remember that Jesus on the cross bore that sin already. Use that sin and experience the separation so that we would not have to. So that when we cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus whispers into our ear, My son or my daughter, I have not. I am here with you right now and forevermore. Amen.